0: at gates we are passionate about the word of god we hope the message you are about to listen to empowers you today i have an uncle that is a retired bishop from the episcopal church and for 16 years um he was bishop he was the bishop of lexington lexington kentucky and uh, i called him today and i asked him i said what do you know about Asbury? Because it's only about 30 miles from Lexington. He said, I know it real well. He said, I, that auditorium that they're having that in right now, he said, I, I preached in the chapel a number of times, you know, through the years. And he said, uh, they're really, really good and committed people. If God's going to move like that and have a revival, he said, those would be good people to, for it to happen with, you know. So um, just got good confirmation, you know, from him about it. But... Um, In what we've been sharing on the Trinity, and just what we share a lot about around here, um, I just, I wanted to talk about revival. I just wanted to kind of discuss it a little bit tonight, you know, in in, in, in a personal way, because I'm just speaking for myself. I can't speak for you, but I'm speaking for myself. I'm not living on planet Earth and missing anything God has. Amen. Did you hear what I said? Yeah. I'm not missing a thing that God has. But along the way, <clears throat> and that's why that we teach what we teach here and what, why we teach the Word the way that we do, so that you can be prepared to discern what's God and what isn't God Always. And you'll always need that. Living in the world, you know, God can move and people can take the movement of God and do all kinds of crazy things. I've seen it happen time and time again with different moves that I've been a part of in the 45 years that I've been saved, where people took certain things that were God in one place and tried to manufacture that and make something happen and it not be God, you know. And so you have to have discernment in it. But I'm just telling you today, we are not missing anything God has in the earth. Can you say amen to that? We're not. We're not. You know, and I I have to, you know, I'm very cautious the way I say things because, I, I mean, I'm all about what I just saw right there and what I've been watching in the last few days. I'm all about it. I'm all about it, because, you know, like uh, Gordon Robertson said, you know, you don't necessarily have to go to Kentucky, you can get it online, and thank God for the technology today, you can see things all over the place, you know. But just as I've been watching it, and watching those young people worship God the way that they were, it just, I mean, I find myself weeping just watching them worship You know and and the reason why is because so many of them have no revelation so many of them don't have the revelation of the word I'm not comparing what we have versus anybody else I'm talking about what I know and what I see in people's lives even people that are Christian people so many of them you know are burned out. They don't have anything that they can take and apply to their life because they don't know how to do it. And if it takes a move of God to get a hold and arrest people's spirit and, and show them things, I mean, you still have to learn the Word. But if it takes a move of God to do that, man, I'm all in. I'm a 100% in. And what you have to know with moves of God like this, I'm not saying I'm some expert about moves of God, but the ones that I've been a part of in the past, is that you have to know how you play a part in that. Because how, how what happens in one place doesn't mean that's the way it exactly happens in another place, but you want to be open. And, and I'm telling you tonight, I'm going to read a couple of scriptures to you tonight, that you have more than you think you have. I want to read this, this passage out of John chapter 14 real quick. I'm just going to kind of jump around, but I'll go back to it in a minute, where I was going to start. <clears throat> in John 14, 1, I want you to notice something here. Jesus says, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God and believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. He's talking to his disciples here. I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go and prepare a place for you, you will come again and and receive and and receive you to myself. That where I am, there you may be also, and where I go, where I'm going, you know where I'm going. In other words, and he said, and and you know the way, and and the way you know, you you know the way to get there to where I'm going, and and Thomas interestingly enough, says this, Lord, we don't know where you're going and how we, and how, how, in other words, how would we know the way? So Jesus, the head of the church, is telling them that you know what I'm saying and you know the way, and Thomas says, I don't know the way. How many in here tonight if Jesus told you that you knew something, how many can understand you don't think you would tell him that you don't know that? (laughs) And, And that's what Thomas was saying. And in essence, what he was telling them, kind of by faith, is you know more than you think you know. Many of you found out what you knew when the middle of March 2020 came around and things began to shut down and all kinds of fear all over the nation began to be released, you found out what you had inside of you. We found out who we were and we found out that we knew more than maybe we thought we did. I'm telling you today, because of what we teach here and you're a part of this place, you know more than you think you know. And you have great discernment, but you have the ability to receive what is God and reject what isn't God. And I'm telling you today, something new is happening and you cannot be afraid of change. We can't be afraid of things being different or changing. So... So, I'm going to go with an extreme case, but so, let's say this thing at Asbury College lasts for the next two years. First time it happened to the college, it lasted for 144 hours. Let's say it lasted for the next two years. And let's say it hit every college in America. Do you think that the colleges in America need it? You think the University of Michigan need it? Hmm? At the same time that things like this are happening at this college, University of Michigan, there's three of their students that were murdered, literally shot down and murdered at the same time. Do they need it? Dang right. Huh? Shriner College need it? Come on. Huh? Yes. Yes, we need it. The whole nation needs it. E- every, everybody needs it. Every person, every church, every, every, every school, every business, everybody needs the manifestation of God. I had somebody call me and was asking me, you know, what do you, you think is going to happen like that? He, he said, think people will just like stop going to work and stuff? I don't know. What if that happened? What would you do? Well, I can't do that what if it's God? Well, I don't know the way. I mean, you know the way, and you can do it, and you can accomplish it, but you don't think you do, but I'm telling you, you know more than you think you do. Did I make my point right there? Like with what Jesus told and, and, and what Philip's statement was here, right? <clears throat> and so, I'm, I'm saying my heart has been so ready for whatever, right? But I'm not sitting around waiting for God to do something. Like, I, I loved what uh, Gordon just said, Gordon Robertson just said on, on that, uh, that little clip, that a lot of people are waiting for God to do something. God's waiting on us to believe Him for it, right? And I'm telling you, I'm saying this to you as your pastor, as your leader. My heart is so about whatever God has in this day and hour, and in the future. And you can't ignore things like this, and yet you don't want to overdo something like that and make something more out of what it is, but you cannot reject it And you cannot receive what's happening and the good things that are happening with other people because you want it to fall on you and what you're doing and everything in your life because God's no respecter of person, but He is a respecter of people that will do something by faith And, and receive and expect that to manifest in their own lives. We're not here to copy something. We're here to receive something. And God's doing something new in the earth. It's new, throughout the whole earth. It's not just the United States of America. This is our country. Those of you sitting in here, this is your country. It's our country, and it's happening here, but it's happening all over the planet. I mean, there there are some amazing moves of God that have been going on for a long time. That I mean, in other countries, that the media never says anything about. You have to hear it the right way through the right channels. There's some amazing moves of God that have gone on in different places. In Brazil, in in the midst of a lot of the corruption and things in that country, in Brazil, but, I mean, amazing things are happening there. And and, uh, in Argentina, there's things kind of under the radar that are happening. In China, there are things under the radar that have been happening for a long time. Amazing moves of God, but you you don't see all that, and it's not just about a worship service in a building, because revival is something that's internal. It's something internal. And I want to read you a number of just definitions about revival. It's an act or an instance of reviving. The state of being revived, such as renewed attention to or or interest in something, your renewed attention to something, being revived. The restoration of force, validity, and effect of a certain situation, and we're talking about God, to being, being revived internally of the things of God. Psalm 85 and verse 6 in the New Living Translation says, Won't you revive us again so your people can rejoice in you? He revived us over 2,000 years ago when He went to the cross. He, He brought mankind back to a place that they were in in the garden before. But now, mankind has to receive it and and act upon it and live in it and believe that it's theirs to receive and to have. Isaiah 57 and verse 15 says this. This is in the King James Version. For thus saith, or the new King James, for thus saith, I think I gave you the wrong translation. There it is. I'll just read that one. For thus says the high and lofty one who inhabits eternity, whose name is holy, we're talking God, I dwell in the high and holy place with him, little h, that that him is me and it's you, with him who has a contrite and humble spirit to revive the spirit of the humble and to revive the heart of the contrite ones. God is bringing you and I, humanity, to a place of humility. I mean, just watching so many of those young people at that college, I mean, now it's all kinds of people, but especially in the first days of that and the young people that were just crying out to the things of God. I I mean, they're being revived and, and humbling themselves, some of them that I heard talk, they're humbling themselves, and that's the move of God that is coming to this land. We, we're living in a time, there's a climate that you and I live in where there's not been any humility. And things like this are manifesting to bring humanity to a place of humility because when you humble yourself under God's mighty hand, He exalts you and lifts you up. And He strengthens you and He holds you by His righteous right hand and He empowers you and He'll fight for you and be on your side when you acknowledge how great He is. I'm telling you, there is, this is happening, but there is a move of God in the earth right now that is bringing everything that has been exalted above God Amen. down. And it doesn't look like that's going to happen in the natural. It doesn't appear like that could happen. I'm telling you, it's happening. Amen? Amen? And you know, one of the parts that, and all I can do is speak for this church body, one of the parts that we play in that is how we pray for the nations. How The nations are the people, and how we pray for people, how we've prayed... There's a a statement, there's a prayer that my wife and I, we, we pray this every day, every night, and we declare this every single night. I mean, every once in a while, maybe we miss it, but throughout the day, probably three or four other times, I make this declaration that everything hidden is being brought to the light. Every lie is being exposed by the truth. All darkness is being uncovered by the light of God's Word. Those, those type of prayers that we're praying over, all the government officials, all the leaders in churches, all the leaders all over this United States and around the world, those words that have been going forth, you, you, don't, you don't see something happen just because something has been spoken a few times. You see things happen when you continue to enforce what you're saying under the direction of the Holy Spirit you continue to enforce it, and those words are doing the warfare on behalf of where the darkness and the lies and all those things are. Part of our, a huge part of what we are playing in the move of God right now is what we pray. It's what we speak and declare every day. And, and nothing is stopping this move of God. I'm telling you now, nothing is stopping. Listen to me, it's, it's, it's getting in the young people of this country. And, and I mean, there's been some amazing things in this country in the last two or three years since all the COVID mess that went, has gone on. There's been some amazing things that have happened at universities because the universities and the, the young people of the universities are fed up with the government and the way the government handled COVID. And the things that have, have gone on like that, I mean, there's been some amazing moves of God, and this is just, this is just a token of things that I believe are, are sweeping this nation right now where the young people are concerned. Um, the other night on, on a show that I was watching, they were talking a little bit about this, but they are talking about moves of God of the past, and <clears throat> one of the guys made this statement, and Everybody, or most of you know who Kenneth Hagin was? He's he's in heaven today, but you know who Kenneth Hagin is. But he used to always make this statement. He used to always say it. I, I cut my teeth and grew up listening to his teaching. And he would make this statement. He said, so many people don't progress and live long, fulfilled lives because they can't change with different moves of God. And and time and time again, he would make the statement, and the other night this person made the same statement, that moves of God, they they peter out because they don't make sure that the revelation and the things that they had in that move of God are passed on to the next generation. And when it's not passed on to the next generation, then, then it just fizzles out. Because the next generation finds something more cool or more relative or more what they want or whatever, not realizing that they can take what happened in the previous time or move of God and apply it in their own way and, and see those same kind of things come to pass. And that's what I believe is happening now. That's why I believe. One of the greatest days to be alive, you hear me say this all the time, there's not been a, there's not a greater time to be alive than right now when you know what you know. When you and I know what we know, I'm telling you based on what Jesus told his disciples and what Philip said, I declare you're not Philip, you're a disciple that knows more than you think you do. Amen? Amen. You and I know more than we think we do, and we've got what it takes to help and be a part of the move of God in the earth. And it's here. I mean, it's here. It's been here for a while. And you'll see things like this that I showed tonight. I showed it on purpose. You'll see things like this, and and don't, don't reject it, yet be discerning. Did you hear what I said? You have to be discerning about things because... You know, people, the devil will always take something that's real and try to twist it and turn it and make it into something that is not. But we know, and we will be a part, and we will do all that we're to do to help usher this in and through this nation. This is where we live, and our nation is on the receiving end of a move of God, and it's changing the hearts of people everywhere. I, I, if you still watch the news, I just really encourage you to turn it off, because it doesn't have a whole lot of anything. If you're going to listen to any kind of news, listen listen to the news on the Victory Channel, you know, or listen to um, Newsmax. What's that? Oh, yeah, CBN, yeah. The, the, those, the, where they're going to talk about things that have to do with God. You know, from that perspective. I'd I really encourage you not to listen to it because there's some amazing things going on. If you listen to the news, man, they'll talk you out of it. Literally talk you out of it. That's just, you know, you do what you want. That's just my encouragement to you. Can you say amen? amen. So, kind of adding a couple things to what we've been talking about on Wednesday night. I want to read Proverbs 20 and verse 27. The spirit of of a man is the lamp of the Lord, searching all the inner depths of his heart. And i made this point, it was either Sunday or last Wednesday, but I'm going to make this again, and just kind of adding a little twist to it. But, I'm going to just take myself, my spirit, my human spirit that I have that is one with the Holy Spirit. My human spirit is like if I had a lamp sitting here and I turned it on, it's my human spirit that illuminates the Lord. It says, the spirit of man is the lamp of the Lord. He's the light. But in the earth, my spirit man has to be illuminated for him to work in the earth because he set it up. Now, I'm not telling God he can't work, God can do whatever whatever he wants, but the way he set it up was for him to be one with me and then me do what he says. That's the way he set it up. And that's what this verse of Scripture is talking about. And what that illumination does in me is it searches my heart, it searches my motives, it searches everything about me and reveals to me who I am, who He is, and how we're together. And then it reveals to me how we're together. Give me a hand. Right? And everybody else. See, so we're one. Right? Right? Because we're the body of Jesus Christ. But the key to that is my spirit, his spirit, her spirit, your spirit, our spirits. The key to that is the illumination that comes from God but through us. That's the key. And and God, listen, God will allow anything to happen to get all of humanity to that place. You're not going to have a move of God, a revival, if you want to call this thing here a revival, because true revival is an internal thing, but, but we'll call it that for now, whatever, a, a move of God, a manifestation of God working in people's lives, whatever you want to call it, okay? God will do anything to get the attention of people to get them to this place right here. Because in the earth, we can't just live from one emotional experience to the next and get it what we need. And it's important you hear this for me. I'm all about that. Everybody say, everybody say that. Pastor's all about it. I'm all about that. I'm telling you now, I'm all about it. But I'm all about what's really God. but i will never not be about what i'm talking about right here because this is where it's at god set it up we are joint heirs with him we're, we're we 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 have an llc with god did you hear what i said we are we are where the anointing is concerned we're 50-50 partners and and I don't know why he said that because it's like 99 and and 99% of him and then, you know, a little little dab of us. But he calls it a 50-50. We're joint heirs. And it takes our part in doing it his way, knowing that we've heard from him and applying that for his illumination in the earth to work. Experiences like what you saw right here, what's happening in Asbury, there's some illumination in that. Thank God for it. But the real revival is when you get it. See, when each and every person gets it because of their connection with Him. And and I feel like these people are talking about that. What I'm hearing it here, I'm talking about this tonight because... There's something really special that's happening in the earth. Something special happening at at, at this college right here and several other colleges that are breaking out with things that are similar to it. But we can't be moved by the breakout. We have to make sure that what's really happening is an internal thing. You ever lose sight of that, you'll miss God. You might be a part of something and the emotion of it and, 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 and whatever for a season, but that thing will peter out if there's not real stuff internally. Did you hear what I said? So you heard, you're hearing what I'm saying. I'm not saying that's not good. It's really good. But you got to have the best of both worlds. Can you say amen? I'm saying this to you again. You know things. that maybe in your head you don't think you know, but you know it because of the illumination internally inside of you. You know the verse of Scripture, John 10, 27, where it says, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I am not Philip saying, No, no, God, I'm not sure what you're saying. No, no, I know you, Lord. I know you. I hear your voice. How many can say amen to that? I hear his voice. I do what he says. Amen? I'm fretful and worried about nothing in life because I am his sheep. I hear his voice. There's an illumination on the inside of me, and that illumination is causing things to happen everywhere. And the thing that's always present with illumination like we're talking about is things trying to convince you that it's not real. See, that works over time by, by something not being the way it should be because the enemy works on you and I to convince us we're not qualified. We're not qualified recipients of His illumination, His glory, His presence. We're not qualified because we're not good enough in some area. We're not, we're not accomplished enough in, in a, this area or that area or whatever it is. I'm telling you tonight, you got the goods. We preach here, we've preached this for 34 years in this church. We've not backed off, and the best days of what we're doing here are right now and before us. I mean, I'm not, I mean, that's not, just, that's not just, you know, I mean, what are you going to say? The best days are horrible? But I'm telling you, the best days are before us because of what we believe. When you get to the place you can't be talked out of it, no matter how it looks, how things feel, how things appear to be, when you can't be talked out of it, you got the goods. And I mean, you're just an illumination fixing to happen everywhere you go. What does illumination do? (laughs) What does it do? It lightens, it dispels the darkness. So wherever you go that there's darkness, poof, you're a destroyer looking for some place to happen. (laughs) Huh? That's who we are. It's the greatest day ever in the history of the world. I mean, (laughs) I can't wait to get home tonight to watch some more of that. Man, I'm so excited. God, show, you see, it's not. So, this coming Sunday morning, if we're all laid out in the spirit, can you handle that? Okay? But if we come in here and we all lay out just to lay out, the floor is going to be really hard and it's going to be uncomfortable and you're going to get a crick in your neck and all that kind of stuff. You understand what I'm saying? And, and that's what we have to discern. But I love operating in discernment. We, you don't have the spirit of discernment, no such thing. You have discernment because of the Spirit of God. There are a lot of people out there with the spirit of discernment. Watch out. Stay away from them. The Bible does not talk about a person having the spirit of discernment. One of the manifestations, the nine manifestations of the spirit in, in 1 Corinthians 12 is discernment. But it's the discerning of spirits. Not, you know, me having discernment about something that's wrong with Randy. Get away from those kind of things. Nobody was called to do those kind of things. Give somebody a word, yeah. Speak something, you know, word of wisdom, word of knowledge, but not all that other stuff. But we have discernment because we've got the discerner inside of us. We can know what's real and what's not real. Can you say amen to that? Woo! John 14 and verse 16. This is what Jesus told his disciples after what he said in the first 11 or 12 verses. In verse 16, he says this, And I will pray the Father, and I will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever. Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. And here he goes again. wonder what Philip said this time. But you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you, and, and he is now in us and I will not leave you as orphans, I will come to you. But he, said, but he said, the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, and he will dwell in you. He said, you know him. How could they know him, and he had not yet come inside of them? How could he know them? Because he, they knew Jesus. And he's a third part of that triune being. And so, Jesus was the first helper, and because you know the first helper, you know the second helper. Amen? And so, (laughs) this is what I came to tell you tonight, that you're born again, okay, and you've received Jesus as your Savior. And if you don't think you can hear his voice, he said you could. Amen? And, and, and the fact that you're born again and maybe yet not to a place where you feel like you're developed, you know Him, and because you know Him, you can receive and hear His voice. I'm telling you tonight, you can hear His voice. You can hear His voice clearly, and you can know what God is saying to you, and all you have to do, your part in that, is you've got to give Him some time. You've got To on purpose spend some time listening to Him, and you have to spend some time praying in other tongues. You just have to spend some time. And what you think won't happen, will happen. Because everybody has felt like, you know, what am I doing this? Is this even real? Am I really praying in tongues? Is it really another tongue? That's the devil lying to you and telling you. If you received it and you've had a tongue and you pray in other tongues, God wants that tongue to continue to increase. But when you pray in other tongues, if you just keep doing it, you will begin to see things that you've never seen before in your life. And most of you in here can testify to that. I'm just telling you don't back off. Can you say amen? Don't stop because we know him and what he told his disciples then he will be in you he's in us i'm born again but man i'm baptized in the holy ghost thank god i know him through jesus the savior but i know the father now through the person of the holy spirit cuz i'm one with him my human spirit and his spirit are one and through me the illumination of god is touching the planet i think i'm excited So, I want to end with this tonight, Romans chapter 8, and I'm going to read verse 5 and verse 12 through 16. And... we are and you'll hear this in this verse these passages of scripture we are receiving him by the spirit and the scripture says in second corinthians chapter i think five we don't know jesus after the flesh anymore we don't know him by the flesh now we know him by the spirit correct i know him you know him We are knowing Him, we're going to know Him better because I can just tell you tonight from this meeting tonight, what I showed you up there, many of, I'm sure a number of you have been watching some of this stuff, but I'm just saying there is a new increase in the earth right now and you need to grab a hold of it. And, and, And it's not more of the Spirit of God, it's more of the release of Him because we're receiving it. But you're not going to get it in the flesh. You're going to get it by the Spirit. And that's what this Romans 8 says. It'd be good for you to go read the, especially the first 20 verses of of Romans 8, but I'm going to read verse 5 and and then 12 through 16. For those who live according to the flesh, they set their minds to the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit... In other words, set their mind on the things of the Spirit. Verse 12, therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh to live according to the flesh. And you've got to find out what that is for you today. Well, you know, I'll just, I'll just quit my job because I'm not going to do anything in the flesh. No, 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 that's just stupid. That's just dumb. See, there's no discernment there. You're not hearing the voice of God about things like that. If you're supposed to do something like that, God will reveal it to you, but that definitely isn't something you make public because people think you're nuts. But do you hear what I'm saying? You've got to find out how certain things in the flesh are controlling your life that you need rid of. Watch what he said. You're not in debt to the things of the flesh, but to the things of the Spirit. For if you live according to the flesh, you'll die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you'll live. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons and the daughters of God. Those who are led by the Spirit, not by the flesh. Not by the five physical senses. Because you live according to the flesh... You'll die, that, that doesn't mean that you know, you, you'll die by tomorrow afternoon. That means it, it's talking about destruction. You, you, you stay with the flesh and it produces destruction. You stay with the things of the Spirit, man, you're going to live in the life of God. I'm telling you today, you know more about the Spirit than you think you do. It was worth coming tonight just to hear me say that. I'm telling you, you know more of the things of the Spirit than you think you do. So just thank God for it. I'm believing what pastor said tonight, Lord, and I I believe more of you. I hear your voice in a greater way. There's no reason I can't hear your voice. You created me to hear your voice. You said your sheep hear your voice, and they follow after you. Amen. That's me. How about you? Amen. That's us. But he said this. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. For we did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, which produces destruction. That's of the flesh. But we receive the spirit of adoptions, whereby we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit Himself bears witness with my spirit, I'm His child. And if I'm His child, He takes care of His kids. Some fathers don't take care of their children. But our daddy takes care of us, and I'm a child of God. Spirit of God is is illuminating my spirit on a day-to-day basis, showing me how real that that relationship is as a child of God, and, and that I'm on the receiving end of everything that God has for me in spite of things in me that aren't perfect in spite of what you've not done in a perfect way. You're his kid. He's here to take care of you. You have to hear his voice. You have to do the things he tells you to do. You've got to practice that every day, develop that every day. And you'll live free from the bondage of fear and destruction that the flesh produces. Amen? We're not people of flesh. We're people of spirit. We're not people living and giving in to the flesh. We're people of spirit. We hear his voice and we do the things that he says. Can you say amen tonight? Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, we invite you to share it with someone in your life. We would love for you to connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. You can also download our app and stay connected to Gates and access to the word of God anytime you need it. We are believing that the seed of today's word is going deep in your heart and that you always remember God is more than enough in every situation of your life.